All right. Hi, this is Alameda. So, who was James? James, as the Bible calls him, is, was a brother of Jude. This was not James, the apostle, brother of John. James, um, the apostle, the Lamb, was killed in Acts, the apostle, chapter 12, by, um, verse 2. The um, Bible says he was killed with the sword by Herod. After that, he arrested Peter, hoping um, to execute him after Easter. Remember when the angel came? So my point is that the James who wrote the book of James is actually the brother of Jude, who were brothers of Jesus, our Savior, through Joseph and Mary. Is that okay? So we do also understand that um, James and Jude were in the upper room along with Mary. Um, after the Lord Jesus had ascended and they also were baptized in the Holy Ghost and they spoke in tongues on that particular day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came to earth. Amen? So in this book, in, in this epistle of James, there's certain thoughts I want to share with you. Um, I want to start with James 5, the 13th verse. Okay? And the Bible says this. I'm reading from um, the International Standard Version and the Bible says, the Bible says this. Verse 13, is anyone among you suffering? The Bible says he should keep on praying. Is anyone cheerful? He should keep reciting Psalms. So in this passage, um, in verse 13, the Bible is bringing out um, something very important about our responsibility. If we are afflicted, if we are troubled, if we're going through a, a, a bad patch, a hard time, um, Scripture says that you should keep praying pray for yourself there's a tendency we think that some people are specially anointed um they have they're especially anointed when it comes to prayer in the sense that there's some particular people that god would prefer to listen to than others but it doesn't follow um everybody who has received jesus christ as lord and savior and is following christ um, we all have actually the same rights and privileges in prayer we all have the same rights and privileges okay you understand that? And really, the Lord wants to hear your prayer. He wants to hear your prayer from your lips. Is that okay? Is anyone cheerful? Is anyone, is anyone merry? Is anybody happy? Now, we don't, we don't understand that if you're happy, I mean, you wouldn't hire people to come and sing for you. I mean, you, you would rejoice and celebrate and sing for yourself. So, um, James chapter 5, verse 13 is emphasizing the fact that um, you should pray for yourself when you're in trouble. And your prayers can get you out of that and bring you in divine intervention. We see this famous passage now, 15, 15 verse 15. Scripture says, call upon me in the time of trouble. I will deliver you and you will honor me. So, I mean, that's you praying to God and God will hear you. In verse 14, the scripture says, anyone sing, is anyone among you sick? You should call for the elders of the church and they shall pray for him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will save the person who is sick, the Lord will raise him up, and if he has committed anything, he will forgive him. Now the emphasis here is that we see in a situation where, yeah, I'm sure you have, um, where is where is his brother, where is his sister? Oh, they're not feeling too well. And that's why they didn't come to church. Yeah, but they didn't call for the elders. They didn't inform anyone that they were not well, you know. And uh, I suppose some of, some, some of us, when we're not feeling too good, we just want to rest, you understand? We just want to rest. <laughs> we're not actually sick, I suppose. I don't know. If we're really sick, I'm just saying we should call for the elders. And that's, that's the pattern the Bible has given us. And um, prayer from the elders will raise you up if you're sick. Oh, stop. Okay? No excuses there. Okay? No excuses there. Now, the emphasis, actually, you know what they say, is verse 16 and 17. 
the Bible says, um, therefore make it your habit to confess your sins to one another and to pray for one another so that you may be healed. Now look at the next verse. I mean the next portion. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Okay? King James will say, the effectual of a prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The amplified version will say, the earnest, heartfelt prayer of the righteous um, makes tremendous power available and is dynamic in its working. So sometimes you look at this passage and you okay, so the prayer of the righteous man is powerful and effective. I mean, okay, what are the Greek words that are used for powerful and effective? <laughs> you understand? Um, what, 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 I mean, who is the, what, what does this mean? How do we properly define this? Um, when the Bible says that prayer is powerful and effective, what can prayer actually do? Okay. So there's no need to look into too much Greek. Just look into the next verse, because in the next verse, the Bible, the Holy Spirit actually explains to us clearly, right, what he's talking about. And he gives the example of Elijah. And in verse 17 of James chapter 5, the Bible says, Elijah was a man just like us. And he prayed earnestly for it not to rain. And it, and it rained, and rain never came to the land for three years and six months. 18. Then he prayed again after three years and six months. And the skies poured out rain, and the ground produced its crops. So we see here clearly the definition of the prayer of a righteous man. How, I mean, you know, how powerful and effective your prayers can be. The example that is given you is Elijah holding back rain for three and a half years. Now, in this passage, the, the Bible says Elijah was a person, okay? Um, Elijah was a man. It didn't say Elijah the prophet prayed. So here the Bible is telling us that the reason why Elijah was able to get his prayers answered was because he, as a man, he prayed. He was a righteous man. He prayed. He was in obedience with God. He prayed. He was following the Lord. He prayed. You understand? It wasn't because he was specially anointed. The Bible doesn't put emphasis on any special anointing. The Bible puts emphasis on the fact that Elijah was a person just like us. And he prayed. What type of prayer? Earnestly. Why would, I mean, come on now. Why would I pray earnestly? I would pray earnestly because I know the person to who I am praying with, right, will hear me and answer me. I'm praying earnestly also because I know I have a promise. You understand what I'm saying? Deuteronomy 28 verse 12, the Bible clearly says that, you know, well, um, Israel, when they're obeying God, God will give them rain. 24 says when, if they're going to idol worship, like Deuteronomy 20, 28, 24, if they're going to idol worship, you know, disobeying God, etc., that he will turn their rain into dust. So um, Elijah knew the word of God and he stood on that word and he prayed earnestly because this is the will of God. This is the mind of God, you know. So that's one, one encouragement I'm going to give you this evening briefly, that um, your prayers are powerful and effective, child of God. How powerful and effective can they be? The Bible gives us the example of Elijah. He didn't, he didn't even go anywhere else but Elijah. Why Elijah? Because, you know, this situation is something that, I mean, come on, you're controlling weather patterns, you know, and um, it's a big deal. So that's what our prayers can do. So, child of God, get up and pray. You're in trouble. Your prayers can get you out of your issues. Okay? Your prayers can get you out of your own issues. Let, let's look at something again. The book of Psalms. I'm just repeat, repeating the same thing, but I want to open up the book of Psalms. In Psalms 34, right, the Bible says this, and I find it wonderful. Psalm 34, verse 4. It says, I sought the Lord, and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. So who's seeking the Lord? I am. I mean, I'm not getting somebody else to pray for me. I'm praying for myself because I'm a child of God. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I have rights and privileges in prayer. So I seek God. God hears me and delivers me from everything. Verse 6. This poor man cried. 
the person going through the trouble or the affliction is the one who prayed to God, right? And the Lord delivered him out of all his distress. Did you see that? You see that, right? Now, if you look at verse 15 again of Psalm 34, the Bible says, the Lord looks on the righteous and he listens to their cries. That's amazing. So the very class of people whose, 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 whose prayers God hears, is willing, ready, eager to hear, eager to hear, are our prayers. I mean, that is a big deal. Okay? Verse 17, the Lord hears those who cry out and delivers them from all their distresses. A righteous person will have many troubles. It hasn't ended yet. I'm still reading. Comma. But the Lord will deliver him from them all. That's if he prays. If he prays. You understand? I'm not saying, well, you know, people people can people can lose their kids anytime. No, you can't. No, you can't. Things can go terribly bad and be totally defeated. No, it doesn't happen. Alright? It doesn't happen. Not like that. Get into prayer and let God into it. The angels of God encounter and those who fear God to deliver them. Amen? That's the word of God. That's even verse 7 of this same Psalm 34. It says, The angel of the Lord surrounds those who fear him and he delivers them. So, God bless you. And bless you real good. Take up the responsibility of praying over your family daily. And find times to get away to go and pray. Okay? Yeah? Have some prayer holidays. Okay? We'll just get away so you can just pray. You know, and seek the face of God. Because God is faithful. The thing about it is that when you know how faithful God is and He's designing prayer, you'll spend more time praying, less time um, complaining, worrying, murmuring, and even being fearful. You just give it to Him. Oh yeah, God bless you.